This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Bro gang, we are joined by the Baron of the Big Shorts, the Collab King, the Street Style Sultan. He got a Wooster in his Wari. The name Nickel, but he's a dime. The side part czar. Free agent, but the price ain't free. Bow down to the all-merciful Woos God. The mustache maestro. He got the sauce. Call him Chic Filet. The personal trainer Titan. Photo shoot fresh, looking like wealth. He calls the street style photographers on himself. Got more ink than Gutenberg. All this camo, you can't seem like John Cena. More skirts than the Catholic school. Brand consultant, free agent, and certified fashion legend nick wooster nick how are you <laughs> an old faggot <laughs> <laughs> oh i had that in here yes, but I didn't well, say no, it. Yeah. you can say that you, <laughs> you can say it too oh, what's up nick oh, but uh, that's the uh, your version of a hood pass <laughs> uh, thank you for hosting us in your beautiful palatial palace yeah. in the sky hoarder central um <laughs> I do, I do like how you turned your office into a second closet since I've last been here. <laughs> it, yeah, it, and I still have shit in storage. <laughs> how many storage units do you have? Well, I don't have, so it's bins. I use make space, which come That's in those office. They got to, they got to cut the fucking check. Up. They, um, <laughs> can I afford you? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they did. I did a social media that <laughs> early, early on. Right. Early yeah, on. yeah, of course. No, but it's actually it's the best thing in the world. And can I just tell you, it's not expensive. Like, it's really not expensive. The only issue with it is that they obviously are bogged down because ever, in supply chain. Sure. But um, <laughs> it, it kind of is a nightmare to sort of schedule a pickup or schedule oh, sure. delivery. But other than that, is, hey, where amazing. are we going? Where are we going? Is you know? there? Well, you're going to Italy tomorrow. So. Yeah. Are there like grails in storage or is it kind of like just old shit? So I got rid of so much during uh, the beginning of COVID because I was like panicking that I was going to have no more income coming in or that you know, <laughs> there wouldn't be anything for me to do. And uh, which is. Although you could argue who else thrived hardest in COVID, but influencers and spawn consultants. Free agents. Know? Yeah. Free agents. Thank the fucking Lord Jesus for, <laughs> for Instagram, for SpawnCon, yeah, right. for Instagram. I mean, it really changed my life. Um, I mean, I always say you guys, well, Lawrence, especially Thank you, you very my much. life. <laughs> we'll talk you, about that. You started it, but um, yeah, like, wow. Thank, thank God for brands, right? <laughs> they're people too. And they're people who pay well. Legally, well, they are people. Yeah. Nick, the first thing we want to do is we want to do a little fit check where you're going to walk the audience at home through the totality of your outfit today. You're out running errands. We're back at the crib now to pod. Uh, do you want to start bottom up or do you want to go top I down? I always go top down. Oh, really? really? Okay. On our show, that makes you a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> top you are, down. You're military. Top down. You're a top. Outside you're a top. In. I'm a definite <laughs> top. <laughs> Let's top get that down, out of the way. <laughs> outside in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Uniqlo cashmere that I wash and put put in the in the washing machine and dryer. It looks very chic, regardless of the wear and tear. Thank you. You intentionally and, did that. <laughs> well, I had to slim down because that other sweater I had James Purse on before, but it was too slouchy. Okay, it wasn't going to be good for the picture. Sure. Right. Um, <laughs> and then the Nick Wooster pollen chart collaboration pants that never saw the light of day. Oh, really? Um, These are one of ones. Well, they are actually, I have so many pairs of these and I wear them all the time. And every time I wear them, people come like, ask, can we get a pair? They're, they're like, a, they're like Dover a perfect Street cargo. Market. Thank you. At Dover Street Market in London, they were like, oh, we love your pants. Whose are they? I'm like, they're mine. Yeah. You could have um, bought them, motherfuckers. But, you know, 
can we get a pair? Because we were saying that like my engineer garments fatigues and your what you're wearing like kind of are matchy match. <laughs> you come, you immediately are asking for free shit within. Yeah. Five. yeah. Okay. Who are you? Me? You think what, you're? He thinks me. Ask, I'm about to ask what for his old size, What size are you? Thirty-two, thirty. Well, thirty-two, thirty-two. But you know. Well, they, do I need to bulk they're up? Gonna too, they're going to be too short. No, they, they'll be they'll fit you in the waist. But perfect. Are they all um, tailored? They'll be too short. They're yeah. all tailored for you. Yeah. What's your inseam? Eleven inches. <laughs> <laughs> he is a short king. Uh, I think Wikipedia says you're five six. They do. I, you know, I, I remember the doctor once said it was five six and three quarters. Oh, okay. So you're five so, seven. So I say five. That's seven. science. But you were wearing some like chunky soles that day. Yeah, some, so I some say Grenzen five, triple soles. So I've been known to say on Grinder that I'm five eight. <laughs> oh, well, oh yeah. that's that's not like a huge lie. Where if you meet up with a, a fine young gentleman, he's going to be like, "I was catfished." <laughs> you know, I think you're okay. I think there's other problems there, but yeah. <laughs> what yeah. uh, socks are you wearing today? Oh wow, that's we're asking about everything. I think these are Uniqlo. Okay, so you're a big Uniqlo um, guy. It's not fast fashion. Oh guys. no, they're Muji. Ooh, they're another, Muji. another tasteful Japanese brand. Man's Uniqlo. Yeah, exactly. And my underwear are Sunspell. Okay. Boxer, boxer That's shorts. Two weeks, two weeks in a row. Woven what? boxer shorts. Well, oh, boxer, boxers. Uh, yeah, I do not like boxer briefs. Yes, I only yes. wear. <laughs> I'm woven. You, I, I keep a list of uh, notable boxwears. I'm adding you. To that. <laughs> me, you. Tony Soprano and Reynolds Woodcock from Phantom Thread. Two of those people are not real. They're fictional <laughs> characters, by the way. Yeah, but great characters nonetheless. But, but tasteful uh, bosses. And I, <laughs> I, I like that. I, and Brooks Brothers. I wear a lot of Brooks Brothers they boxers. They make great boxers. They make great boxers. But I think they stopped making a certain style that my brother wore. That was like a, I think it was like a three inch. Inside. We're going to have to text Michael Bastion to bring him back then. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what about the undershirt? Yeah, the T. Oh. Sunspell. Oh, okay. Oh, no, this is James Purse. Okay. I had Sunspell on earlier. This and, is James Purse. And then uh, let's talk about the jewelry, the earrings and then the rings. Okay. So the earrings are from Love Adorned. I have oh, no idea. Yes. That's where we got our ears pierced. Right. Did you, I don't know if you noticed, but I, we got our ears oh, pierced yeah. as 35-year-old men. <laughs> well, no, I just did it again. Like, oh, really? I, the I'm, second hole? The second hole. I, I mean, I had, I, I did the first, I did one and one in 1984. And then have I had you just moved earrings. to New York then? Yeah, uh, I moved in 83, but okay. yeah. It was, what were you wearing? Were you rocking uh, lobe-wise in 84? Hoops, like okay. small hoops, small, no, small. hoops. Small I've hoops. always liked a small hoop. Like that to me was always. How would you? Th- what do you think of Lawrence's? Also, who's got the smaller hoop? I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Nick. It's good. I think we have the similar. We might have the same shit. We should do a little piercing party next a time. You're, party. Next time you're in Soho, let's go. Let's get a second hold on or a third for you. <laughs> what are you, you going to do any more? Is this the max? Oh, are you counting? Already, uh, yeah. He was well, counting I, his nips for the two, audience at home. No, no, no. Start lower. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I had a, I got a Prince Albert in like 2000. Really? Wow. But a lot of upkeep. Well, there's a, there's a reason why I, do you want me to, do you want to know what the reason is? Why? Yes. You would love to know. Because guys don't like to suck your cock when it's got a giant, you know, ring. Sure. It's like, so, it's like, it's like sucking on pennies, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's gone now. It's so been removed. It's gone. Yeah. Was it, uh, was it like, were you in like a, in a raving period then? Like, or was it just like, <laughs> just I think he's always dick. in his, his own period. So no. So my very first piercing was my navel in like 1993. Wow. I mean, besides earrings. Right. Um, right. Right. Other body mod. Yeah. Then the PA, then I did my nipples late and. The anyway, they're all gone. Did you do oh. barbs or hoops? Both, but <laughs> wow! Like, um, 
I like the barbells. The yes. But the problem is they get super infected. Like it's, Ugh. and, and nipples take a long time to heal. Right. They, and so after 10 years and I kept getting infected, oh, I was like, I'm good. out. Yeah. Um, what about the, the dick? Easiest good? piercing, least painful. Really? What? But please, like a motherfucker, you have to wear a condom <laughs> with like a rubber band <laughs> on it for like two days. Like a, f- oh my God. You have to s- like sleep with one on? Because it bleeds like crazy. Why don't you wear like a diaper or like a menstrual, <laughs> a menstrual pad or something? I'm sure now they've got a tampon for it. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, and the, the, the navel also super hard to get over the, whatever you period, you know, the the healing period. Mm. But this second hole also, I got new, those air, whatever those AirPod giant things are. And they got infected like the next day. The oh, first time I used good. them. Last time we were in Italy, my, my shit got, Oh yeah. His shit was shit, totally uh, fucking off the reservation. Like, the, the stud was like in the ear. Yeah. Just woke up like all bloody. Ooh. It's hard. It's hard looking this good. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's the moral of the story, kids. It, it's very difficult to, say, to look this good. I just want to say uh, the other notable box words besides Tony Soprano, Reynolds Woodcock, <laughs> and myself and Nick Wooster are Yoakum from Our Legacy and okay. Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, wow. That is uh, quite the illustrious list. <laughs> wow. Um, what are we? And oh, you watch? wanted to know about these. The rings, oh, yeah. The, the, rings. the rings. Right. Okay. So the rings started with the tiffany wedding band i wasn't married um <laughs> then You're i married did to the game wedding <laughs> wedding stolen valor yeah <laughs> does that do is it like a thing where like a, you could pick up more guys if yes, they think you're okay exactly <laughs> oh so then then i got two because i saw like on some tumblr once like some picture of like this guy with like two sort of rings like that and i was like ooh. then i was in japan and this super tiny one yeah that's very I, thin at it they have lost their shape. It's from what's that place called? Foot the Coacher was this like shoe store. <laughs> okay. And then they, you got your ring at the shoe store. They own right, it was a shoe <laughs> store. And then I had some place make the second one. They're all very thin. It's actually they're very tasteful. Well, I you know, I hate Pretty jewelry. Subtle. But really, meanwhile, I'm wearing a shit ton of it. Well, yeah. I'm not a shit. Um, not a, so you're not like one of these guys that has like all the chrome hearts. But you use necklaces. It used to be when you did a jumping jack, everything jingle jangled. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just fingers. You can hear them coming a mile away. Yeah. You wouldn't have been a good ninja. Hide, hide your brothers. <laughs> hide your husbands. Nick Wooster's coming. <laughs> exactly. And then the watch. But the so it's it's an Apple. It's an Hermes Apple Watch. Ooh. But I'm totally into this band, which I noticed online. Actually, I got to put a plug in for Apple. So. This thing was three weeks away from Apple Care running out, mm-hmm. and my battery started like going where it wouldn't charge more than like. It's a, interesting an how hour that timing gym. works out. Yeah. <laughs> and so they sent me a new one, and then free of charge, free of charge. So mm, thank you, Tim Cook. Yeah, which thank was, you, Tim Apple. No, but it, because well, listen, I am such a heavy user of that shit. Like yeah. I own everything, so I don't feel bad about it. But um, this isn't an Hermes, you know, band. It's like theirs, but it. It just, it's nice because I didn't I even just, know it was an Apple watch. I thought it was going to be some fucking Hublot or something when I didn't see the face. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got a few watches stashed away and I love a watch, but I'm also on a kick right now where I'm, I, I gained so much weight during COVID and I've been, losing you look it. great by the oh, way. No, thank you. Thank you. But how, I've been, well, how much weight did you really gain? Like 10 pounds? Well, let's just put it this way. I'm down 18 and I still have another 10 to go. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> My man's um, setting goals. But I'm doing Noom. 
which I am a huge. What is new? Yeah, please explain what so that is. So it's like I saw it on TV. It's some app, and you. It's psychology. They they the the ads are really naff, but it's this. <laughs> But I'd never tracked anything before where you track your food and you weigh in every day. And so it's data. It's all about data collection. And but it's interesting because I've never done that either. I've never weighed myself every day. Mm. And so, you you know, you put stuff in and then there's these lessons that you sort of read. And I read them in the morning. They're like mantras or no, but it's kind of like. Therapy ish. They'll ask you to like. You know, how are you? So keep the right body now? tight and the, and the brain tight. Well, I think they're all connected. You know, it's sure. like, it's like a very Joe Holder. Like, yeah, he's, that's Ocho system, right? That guy. Exactly. And he's like the coolest guy, but he's very, he's always been a sort of proponent of that. And I really believe that they're all interconnected. So like, you know, your mind, your body, your spirit all have to be in sort of, if they're in alignment, then I think better things are going to happen. And mm. so I got so out of whack with COVID, I think, because I was just sitting around like a spoiled child that couldn't get what they wanted. So <laughs> right. it's like, let me just eat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you and us both. Brother. What's your ultimate like comfort food? Like when you are just like, I'm going to be a piece of shit. Oh, fuck. It's not very inventive. Pizza. Okay. Potato chips. Okay. Like, yeah. just, you know, Nick like, Wooster, the stars, potato- they're just like us. Favorite potato chip flavor? Black pepper kettle chips. Okay. Mm. Those Spicy. are strong. Those yeah. are strong. Fragrant. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I could, you know, I mean, I like dessert, but it's, it's really about the savory, but I, you know, just, and I eat like a 12 year old anyway, like I'm a <laughs> little bit finicky. I'm not sort of adventurous. Only chicken nuggets. <laughs> Dinosaur well, shaped. <laughs> I do enjoy a chicken nugget from the Whole Foods across the street. Hell yeah. I mean, they have does really it? good ones. Um, but you know, Mexican food, I mean, I'll just, well, actually, no. Can I tell you what I was having every Please day do. on yes. my way home from the gym? Toasted pumpernickel bagel with vegetable cream cheese. Wow. Like vegetable a, cream cheese. That's a banger. That's a oh. nice order. Not what I would order, but I would eat that and I would enjoy oh, it. Oh, fuck. It's so good. <laughs> You're a New Yorker at heart, dude. Exactly. Bagels pizza, and pizza. Bagels. <laughs> Nick, are you still paying $31,000 a year on fitness as you were quoted as spending in the new york times <laughs> the paper of record the first time i got can the maybe the biggest fucking flex Wait, were, were people like oh people come at you really? for that? Oh, they came at me what because like, you're I fucking doing well off. and you care about yourself no and it was you know it's like oh people are waiting for their checks and you know how can you talk about this it's like oh my god for fuck's sake um so over under 31k right now we still doing that Ooh, yes. okay all right that's a no and comment it's working yeah clearly well, yeah, listen, I am a hugest there. Well, so anyway, those pictures of Bezos that came out. You right. Know, and then there was like some story and something about like, whatever they call it, not DNA hacking. They called it some sort of like, oh, biohacking. Biohacking, yeah. And then there's some book and some like website to like figure out your age. Yeah. So my bio age is 45. Not wow. bad. Well, because, but only because I'm doing like the things that because you're spending three racks doing. or excuse me 30 racks but you know i was the i spent the least in that article and i'm the one that got singled out i was yeah. clickbait well, you were the lead because you they were like mm. look at this hot fashion yeah, insult, exactly right yeah. i was so fat <laughs> you were the face of privilege <laughs> was that the oh. only time you've been uh canceled or dragged that i'm that i'm aware of <laughs> <laughs> well we still have about three hours to yeah you, you, you did <laughs> drop an f-bomb within 30 seconds which is great but that's Love okay that. that's your work yeah you could do whatever you want man. how much would you guess we each spend on fitness a year <laughs> 
I would say you spend exactly what you want. <laughs> Thank what you. a diplomatic gift. This Thank man you. is never getting canceled ever again. <laughs> so for zero dollars for Lawrence. Yeah, zero. And, uh, I mean, my, there's a, a gym in my building. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Easy. What do you? You look really good, Lawrence. Thank you. I appreciate it's that. the burly beard. Yeah, I'm growing the beard out. You know. Oh, and real quick. Um, is that a complete fit check? Yeah, I think we did everything. Drink right? check, water. Yeah, Fiji. Fiji, Fiji well, on the wrist. Well, it was actually uh, from the, whatchamacallit. Right. What did they call it? Brit, Brita. Brita. Yeah. Oh, you filled up the Fiji water, the Fiji bottle with the no, Brita? No, no, this, this just came from my, I mean, I think it was sitting here. It was in my pocket. Yeah, this man's not buying <laughs> plastics, one-use plastics. You go so, to, are you the, the type of person to go to a, a showroom appointment and just like take the bottle of water and just shove it in pockets like, like us? Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, you got to take advantage of it. I, I, I certainly do that at hotels. <laughs> You know, I was so also a huge plastic straw user because um, I drink only iced coffee. I you made and me both, it man. The night before, year round, year round. But you make it? Well, I do. You cold brew it? Okay, I do. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> See that machine over there? I, I like right. make it in a pot and hit then a button. let it sit overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you that's do old it, school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been. Doing See, he's that. not privileged. He's just like the rest of us, like we said. <laughs> but um, I used to be a huge plastic bottle user too. And it was during COVID. I just kind of, that's when I bought the Brita first time. I was like, yeah, this isn't a good idea. And I even have those like corn husk straws. Now. Oh, I hate those, but no, yeah. the corn husk ones. No, bad. they're not bad. The bamboo ones bad. are nice. The paper ones are the oh, fucking get them the fuck out of right, here, dude. Yeah. I'd rather kill a sea turtle than use a plastic exactly. straw. A hundred percent. I'm not even. I would right. sip a, tur- a sea turtle's blood. <laughs> yeah, with through that straw. But the paper straw is trash. The corn husk ones and the bamboo and the bucatini as well. Go I to don't Italy. Know what that is? Oh, it's just a like hollow pasta. Oh, <laughs> that's why there's a shortage. Everyone's using exactly. it for straws. <laughs> What do you listen to when you work out? What's on your gym playlist? We're in the interview part, portion of the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing the show now. <laughs> so I have, in addition to my really limited food palette, I have a very specific music genre that is very, it's all one note and okay. it's all one way. House music. Oh, really? Nice. All house music all from the your, time. From your Prince Albert days. <laughs> yeah, from your clubbing from years. For that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, my so I stopped going to clubs in 1995. Okay, damn. But I started a day that in, will leave but I live in infamy. But I started in 1977. Yeah. So I listened to music from the years 1977 to 1995. What was your favorite club in New York? Well, too many to mention. But <laughs> it was so area was the first club right. I went to. That's and iconic. It was like, yeah. Um, Paradise Garage okay. was incredible. The Saint, and then Limelight. We had Limelight, we had Palladium, the tunnel. I was at the opening of both. Yeah, did of those. you ever go to the tunnel? I was actually at the opening of the tunnel, which is Fire. literally like yeah. right. Well, the last time you heard hip hop, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a few house remixes. In yeah, the yeah. Okay, yeah. so house music is is that's the only thing you're listening to when you're getting buff, more or less. Okay, more or less. He knows what he likes. Are I respect fo- it. Are you focusing at the gym, or are you kind of like checking out the the talent? <laughs> I am so dis- distracted. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new club. The gym is the new club for you. Let's be real. No, it's the office. So oh. that was the thing. I'd literally been training because obviously my travel has been cut back. I mean, I did travel quite a bit in 2021, but like starting in September of 2020, when we could, when gyms were open, mm. I literally would go five or six days a week. So it's and the office. For like networking purposes, you mean? No, no, no. Just because I work out with a guy and I, I love my trainer. He's like my, he's six, four. He's like <laughs> my big older brother, uh, younger brother. We should do a video. Little where big we, brother. 
We should do a video where we uh, go training with Nick Wooster and your trainer. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just fucking For free, die. obviously. We can't, yeah, we can't exactly. afford 30 Gs a month. Well, anything, you know, it's but. so funny. There was, so there was a, there is some content in the ether. So Chris Black <laughs> tried to do that, or not tried, so did that for GQ with George Cortina and I at mm. this place that I go to. And then it was like, literally, it was the last day gyms were open mm. was the day we shot it. And then they never ran it, oh, obviously, damn. because it so. George Cortina, another buff, older gentleman. And one of my oldest friends. Yeah. Is he still just living at the Chateau Marmont? So he's still living in L.A. And he isn't <laughs> living actually yeah. at. The, I was there at the beginning of December. <laughs> he's not actually staying at the Chateau, but he lives at the Chateau. Right. He gets like uh, privileges that he, a normal has, civilian wouldn't get. He's the mayor of the Chateau. He wears him, Lucas Sabat and Jack Nicholson's son. Duke Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wears his pajamas all day. And like, <laughs> yes. What a fucking legend. dude. Absolutely. Speaking of legends, Nick, this I think I might know the answer to this question. Are you the most street style person of all time? Honestly, be, don't be, try to be humble. Like literally think about the numbers. Do the, do the back of the neck and math. In your yeah. head. Well, let's just say, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's so funny. I, I don't think I am, but I think I'm up there. How's yeah. that? Do you have a favorite uh, individual specific street style photo of yourself? Yeah. And you do have a lot of photos of yourself in your apartment, which I appreciate. Well, because different people have given me or made art for me. Like or, fan art or whatever. Well, right. right. And then, oh, my bath. You got to check out my bathroom. My bathroom is all fan art. Oh, your Frame. bathroom. Yeah, we were yeah. using the I guest mean, the, the room, one, which is the all I, right. the, the family rug, stuff. Rugby boys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right so behind that. What The favorite street style photo of yourself. Do you have one? I do. I have no idea who took it. And it's just a picture of me in a navy blue pinstripe suit. Simple, <laughs> classic, timeless. Simple. Well, because so this is actually the thing that we started to speak about when you guys came in. And it's kind of what's been on my mind. So I owe the hugest debt of gratitude to Neiman Marcus for their dress code because okay. that dress code, which I, you know, chafed at from the second like i knew that i was gonna have to do it which was a suit or a jacket and a tie every day it's like fuck you know i've been living in la for like the seven years prior and also it was 2010 like nobody was wearing suits in mm -hmm. those days but hashtag menswear was was happening and it was and i am convinced that because of that nemo marcus dress code it was like the right thing at the right time. But those pictures always look a billion times better than all the fashion shit that I wear. Right. Like the skirts. Right, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, stuff. I love those pictures and I love those clothes and right. I like to wear those. There's clothes. one of you wearing a, uh, like a steampunk top hat. Yeah. <laughs> In the New York Post article that talked about your uh, exit from JCPenney. We're doing our research, obviously, but you, you look like fucking Doctor Who. It's, <laughs> I mean, Dr. Robotnik <laughs> with a mustache. It, I mean, there are some definite misses in that, you know, through the years, but like, yeah. but like shoot or thing, shoot though. Yeah, exactly. You miss every shot you don't take. Exactly. But the, but the thing that's interesting to me is that I am, and I think this trip in particular, although I've got some <laughs> whack fashion too, whacked out fashion. Yeah. But, don't um, say whack, wacky. <laughs> Nothing so you wear. Is I'll whack. have something that'll, you know, be <laughs> questionable, but, um, but I will also have some suits for the first time in a long time. Interesting. This trip. Yeah, this trip. Because I'm really into the idea of like wearing a jacket and a shirt again. Mm -hmm. Even because I Ties? literally 
No. no. How will this iteration of menswear be different than the iteration where you kind of first rose to prominence in like the 2010 to 2016, 14 era? I guess we're going to find out. I, you know, I, I mean, I, here's the thing. I haven't sort of figured it out. All I know is I'm bringing a, bl- a gray and a Navy suit that I haven't. I mean, I haven't worn a gray flannel or a Navy suit in a long time. Not even Tom Brown. I haven't worn Tom Brown in a long time either. But yes, um, I you're not, not a little boy. going. <laughs> but he loved a short suit to show off the fucking no, he did. I mean, leg tat. And I, or what, I well, what, what you got before got he pussied some out? Major <laughs> shorts, some major comb shorts coming that'll be on this trip. But um, big boys, oh my god! Literally, they're a pair of Prince of Wales plaid <laughs> shorts that are made out of coat fabric. Wow, <laughs> amazing! I'll show them to you on the way out. It's Please like do. it's. I mean, it's going to be one of those questionable ones for sure. But I don't care. I like it. What's the street style photo of yourself that you? cannot despise every time or you do despise every time it pops up yeah online the worst of the bunch we don't have to name the photographer well, again <laughs> well, i don't know tommy <laughs> i don't know who took it so and i haven't seen this in a while so there was a picture of me at pity had to have been like i think it was i think i might have even been at jc penny then or it may have been right after so it was either 2012 or 2013 and i'm wearing it oh it's the cover of a magazine that i actually have back in my um it was the cover of some like thing, but um, khaki shirt, khaki tie, these um, mountain research camo shorts, wingtips. You're looking like you're going on a safari. But yeah. somebody took that picture and colorized it red. Oh, no. And it's like, what? Like, it's like, it's just like some weird. So it looks like I have a red shirt and a red tie. <laughs> like, I've never. But yeah. they literally took this picture they and colorized it. it. Yeah, Looking like Robert Palmer or some shit. So it's really, that's Damn, really Why bad. would someone fuck with the fucking art like that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, it's interesting to see, like, it's. it sounds like this trip that you're about to embark on, Pity Womo. Paris, um, you're really kind of like recontextualizing like what you're going to be doing, in tw- or you know, setting the platform, setting the stage for 2022. So we talked about loving the return of hashtag menswear or the Taylor version aspects, of it. Yeah. Um, is that besides that? Are there any other trends you're seeing right now that you kind of want to lean into, or that you're at least like loving from afar? I mean, you know. I, I, I purposely didn't, the last pity, the last January pity that I went to was January of 2020. And that trip, I consciously did not wear sneakers. I had worn sneakers for the past five years or so like exclusively. And I think the difference now is boots. I think boots Mm. have become for me, the sneaker of 2022. Um, And again, all kinds, I really can't figure out how I'm going to pack because I really don't know whether it's going to be. Yeah. Well, boots take a lot of room. Very heavy. They're heavy as fuck. And they, but you know what you should do? Stuff your boots with your underwear and socks. (laughs) Seriously. No, seriously. And then then on the way back, stuff them with your dirty clothes. Right. No, I've definitely done that. Yeah. This man, I think doesn't need any packing. No, no, no. I'm always good for, it's always interesting. Listen, I'm, I've got lots to learn, but the, um, (laughs) okay. I was, I'm just trying to think out loud. No, because of, yeah, boots are a problem because I like them. Yeah. What's your current boot lineup? Um, well, I did a collaboration with this brand, Scoroso. So I'm into this kind of tall Chelsea boot with uh-huh. a mm. super heavy Vibram sole. So I did them in black, brown, white, dark, hunter green, and leopard. Oh, wow. Um, Real shit kickers. 
so, so they have been like, but I also, well, I was wearing today when we walked in, um, I worked with this brand Onitsuka Tiger, which yeah. they have like a brand, the Onitsuka. And it's this thing called the WeGurv. Um, and anyway, I actually posted them on Instagram today and I was actually wearing them today. Like they're so great for this kind of weather. They're, They're like a little bit more technical, those technical. boots. Versus they look like kind of the, like a tech LL Bean boot or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but they're not. I mean, they're not at all trying to be that. But um, So we're off sneakers and onto boots. We're bringing back tailoring in a tasteful way. Anything else that you're really excited for in 2022? You know, since I lost some weight again, I feel like I can wear a shirt again, a woven shirt. Because like there was such a period where I couldn't do that. Oh, I'm actually going to have a fitting of my prototype shirt at Charvet when oh, I'm in Paris. Oh, wow. Okay. So when I was there in November, I went for my first, like, you know, whatever consultation. And because um, that's the other thing. Is that sh- made to measure or like bespoke? No, it's going to be bespoke. Wow. Okay. Um, because, well, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> but um, I'm going to also, I've never had a suit made. That's going to happen really? this year too. Never. I find well, that surprising. That's not true. They, they, <laughs> um, what's it called? Um. It's okay. We don't need to give out free plugs. Anyway, there, <laughs> somebody did make a, a couple of people have made made to measure for me. Um, but I've never had a, I'm going to go to London and you're going to do the Savile Row experience. I am the real deal. That's going to be fucking fun. Fuck yeah. Save some I room am. in your suitcase. How much yeah. shopping do you do when you travel? A lot, or a lot. Okay. Do you bring, because do you bring an empty bag? Always. So, <laughs> yeah. So okay. You should stuff that in your boot. So at, <laughs> at Selfridges, they have this these bags that fold up onto themselves. And it's like the biggest size duffel bag that you can fire. Yeah. It's like a fancy Ikea bag. Yeah. Are there any trends you're seeing out there that you definitely want people to leave behind in 2021? Trends that you fucking hate? Yeah. Well, this will make me really unpopular. Um, <laughs> well, no, I just think that it's like fashion did such a disservice to itself by, you know, the sneaker hoodie era, which again, lots of companies I'm sure, you know, have done very about, well. about luxury houses kind of like, yeah, yeah, that like sort of, and here's the thing. That's great. And I love a hoodie with a tailored suit or something, you know, like the contrast, it's all great. The juxtaposition you appreciate yeah. in theory, in theory, but the fact that it just went all like that way and that that's like what, when you see a runway show and then you see a brand and they don't actually in their store or online have what they've shown, right. but instead they have the hoodies and the like logo hats, shit or whatever. It kind of is disappointing because it doesn't sort of, I doesn't speak to you. That's not, you're not that customer. I'm not right? that customer, but believe me, I've had more than my share of designer sneakers, designer hoodies. Des- you know, I don't really wear caps, but certainly a, right. your hair whatever. is too good for a hat. Yeah. I agree. Well, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm, happy to see this move forward i'm not want to say on like leave the hoodies and the sneakers to the brands that do the hoodies and the sneakers right. instead of like trying to put that you know a uh, fucking high-end house with a capital h trying to make it themselves and not doing it correctly necessarily right. because like if if i'm gonna wear a hoodie it's gonna be palace or you know right. or, or i mean just because like that's what it should be sure for me but that's only for me well nick you've been throwing fits getting big fits <laughs> off since your days on the plains of kansas <laughs> when you look back on your personal style and i know that it's evolved and shifted throughout the years is there one phase you can't help but just absolutely cringe at well you know 
when I was in high school was the disco phase. So obviously <laughs> that's pretty cringeworthy. That got phased out over time. Those 70s sexy sleeves we've been talking a lot on the pod is coming back. We're big fans. In a big way. You know, but it's all about body type. If you have that body type, which for me is like long and lean, mm-hmm. there's nothing better. Harry Styles type guys. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, with because like a, a, a flared pant or something, you know, flared velvet pant looks yeah. amazing on if you have that kind of but not frame, if you're five eight but not <laughs> on me um, five seven and three five six and three quarters well five eight on grinder right we got, the, we got to give the grinder bump <laughs> grinder <laughs> we got to use grinder inches uh, <laughs> does everything extend by one and a half uh, inches on grinder i think it does um <laughs> at least um i guess it depends on which conversion chart you use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. totally. um, <laughs> know your angles yes where you where you do your location settings to um what were we talking about? Oh, uh, 70 sexy sleeves. Yeah, so disco was okay, for so you. Disco. You like cringe but I was, those pictures. But I was preppy in those days. So that was, you know. And you're in high. What are we talking about? High school? Like. Yeah. Like 70. Which wasn't like, that long ago. You're still a young man. I graduated from high school in 1978. I will have been out of college 40 years this year, which is mind boggling. Science says, though, you have the body of a 45 year old, though. So. Yeah. so, you know. But yeah, and I'll be 62 this year, which is like nuts. Really? Yeah. You mean you already turned 60. So well, it's like that was COVID. Um, <laughs> the thing that was so hilarious. We'll give you about, a year back. Well, the thing that's so funny is they say that your whatever your your Chinese astrology year is, is supposed to be bad luck for you. Okay. <laughs> well, 2020 oh, was wow. the year of the rat. And I was a rat. Damn. <laughs> so I didn't know it was going to be bad for everyone else. too. <laughs> so it's your fault. You're taking, so the, you're taking the blame. My, I'm Good. taking the hit on that. So in high school, you were prep. Then what, what, what was your, uh, like college years? What were you prep prep, prep through college, prep through college, prep did you through come to New York after college prep? <laughs> when did we get out of prep? Well, in a way, I don't feel like I ever have, because I actually think come to Gerson is one of the preppiest lines in the world because it's rooted in something classic. Right. But obviously first years in New York, you know, experimented, there was a brand called parachute, which is would be so good for a revival. It was very like an upside down triangle, okay. you know, like really wide shoulders, mm. tiny waist, um, lots of like buckles and, you know, yeah. but it was like that triangle. Good silhouette. for a guy, your shape, who's like, you know, broad and buff. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was, yeah, again, not a good look for me. But <laughs> okay. Maybe it kind of went with like big hair and, you know, I, I mean, in a way, I don't feel like I've ever really veered too far from prep. Except that that's what grounds like everything. Yeah. I mean that because, well, okay. So then when I was like, became a buyer. So in the late eighties, when I finally was a buyer first at Barney's and then at Bergdorf's, you know, you have to understand in those days it was Giorgio Armani Mm -hmm. and Dolce & Gabbana. And when I tell you this, Dolce & Gabbana, the very first season of Dolce & Gabbana men's, which was fall of 1990 was fucking amazing. It was really beautiful. And it was like, oversized patchwork jackets, gray flannel. Like it was very tasteful and it was, it was a chic. Kind of, not the D and G we know of now. Yeah. <laughs> had nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh, um, how the mighty have fallen, <laughs> you know? And, and it was like, and the, like the closing of that show was all these different trouser bodies, silhouettes with a wife beater. And like sort of some had, you know, suspenders hanging down and, and it was like, it was sexy, but it was also kind of preppy. It wasn't it sounds very masculine. It was super masculine and it wasn't trashy and it wasn't flashy and it wasn't shiny. It was yeah. none of the things that I associate with it today. 
but that was a kind of look that I, and it was a cropped sweater, like a cropped ribbed sweater was, and it was, that was good for somebody built like me. Um, <laughs> you finally found your, uh, your body type, you know, way to dress in 1990. <laughs> I did. Well, Romeo Gili and Dolce & Gabbana were perfect for people like me in those days. So is that kind of what set the ground for the nineties for you? Well, then I worked at Calvin first and then Ralph. And so right. those were again, easy to fall into sort of the gestalt of what it was. Right. And it was. Did you wear head to toe Ralph while working at Ralph or did most people do that over there? Oh yeah. So here's the so or vintage, is, I guess. Right. So this is like the deal. This is how it works at Ralph. <laughs> yes. You need to wear Ralph at Ralph, except for some people and sometimes they want you to wear other things, mm. but it comes with a, so there's like, like so a seniority thing. It well it has. And also like I worked in design, like concept design. Right. So we were sort of like, that was part of the job was you should be doing these things, but it was always a, it was a russian roulette sort of situation <laughs> so ralph would come in for a meeting and he'd look at you and he'd be like what is that and you know if you told him it's prada there's one of two possible answers that could happen one is see this is what i'm talking about <laughs> lawrence knows what you know what's going on and he's the coolest guy and we need to have more of this kind of right. thing okay that's a desired reaction <laughs> or or <laughs> What? You don't like the way I'm a billionaire. You don't like my clothes? Like <laughs> what Damn. did you get more short of? Jewish man syndrome? <laughs> you I, I got both, but I learned early on the only acceptable answer, vintage. Vintage. There you go. That's okay. That'll please everybody, even right. the king. But the thing with Ralph is, and I this is why I loved I mean, it's such an amazing company on so many levels because they make everything. Yeah. It would, it would, I mean, and Ralph loves to get up just as much as I do. So like you can easily go from whatever you're feeling, you know, banker to, you know, ranch hand in one fell swoop. And it's, and it's really authentic. And that's what was so great. That is what's so great about Ralph Lauren is that it's, they, it's like encyclopedic in its, you know, ability. It's to like exhaustive like, almost, you know, well, in terms of like the lines that exist in. Yeah. For so long, like their archives. I mean, I worked there 26 years ago, 27 years ago, and it was exhaustive and in, in incredibly huge back then. Yeah. And they just keep doing it, you know, and well, he's, so, that's why he's the greatest of all time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. After Ralph, you pierced your dick. And then what, what was your style? So like I was living in, in when I lived in LA, it was very James purse. Like okay. it was very slouchy t-shirt. I was fit as fuck. Um, and I, you know, nobody loves shorts. What, one thing that I used to do, do in, love a short <laughs> I I've, because it was like wearing a skirt. Like, I mean, from the time I was a kid, I wanted to wear shorts all year round, but which I didn't, but, um, in LA, I always wore shorts basically year round, but I loved shorts and shoes. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like my thing because not again, sneakers, never, because if you're like, if you're going to be super casual, it's got to be. So I've, I've got to elevate something. Right. So like I, you know, trickers and shorts and a t-shirt were my uniform living mm -hmm. in. Did LA. you like invent that look or did you see someone else? You observe that and you're like, oh, I'm going to pilfer. Know, I mean, it's interesting. I, 
I would sort of credit to Ralph Lauren. Mm. It was a very Ralph Lauren thing to wear a hacked off chino and wingtips. And, you know, which is also with socks with, 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 without socks, you know, Richard Fibbs took this iconic picture. It was one of his first like real jobs when he shot some double RL and he, he, did this thing. He, it was, he, we were just talking about it a couple months ago, sort of by accident, but he, he took the selvage jean and then had, I don't know if they were his or somebody's pair of wingtips. And he just threw them on this guy. And it was just like a crop from the knee down. And, you know, and I think that really set the tone for, you know, a way to look like it was kind of, for me, the perfect aesthetic mm-hmm. of like traditional classic, elevated fucked up <laughs> with a bit of fuck you yeah and a little bit of that too the ralph lauren special secret sauce or recipe or whatever you know so i you know again i i mean it's always been at the base of everything that i care about and then okay then hashtag menswear nima marcus but then as soon as i was able to sort of break away from that that i've gone really and you know tom brown for sure mm-hmm. But I have to say, I have gone comb crazy in the last, you know, 10 years. Like, I, I, I cannot get enough of that stuff. You're rah, a super rah, fan. Super fan. Rah, rah for Ray Ray. So yeah. is there one phase you look back and cringe at? Or are you like, you stand by everything, all, your, yeah. all the Nick Wooster chapters? Well, you know, it's interesting because the pictures that you, you, anyone would be able to access and pull up for this purpose of this discussion would be on the internet. So it would have been from the last 12 years or so. And there are definitely some cringe-worthy sort of I'm trying to think what exactly like specific outfits. Yeah, specific yeah, outfits, not yeah, like the yeah. you know totality of what you were wearing. Um, you know, fuck, steampunk top hat. <laughs> he stands by <laughs> this man stands by his phases and his fits. Well, you got to respect it. Hats are a problem. You know, like I, there was another one where I I don't remember. I was standing in front of a Michael Bastion show and it was right before having to get on a plane to go to Las Vegas during the February menswear. Like, and it, you know, it was one of those things where like the trade show started, trade the show market, started yeah. in the middle of the yeah. thing. And I was standing outside on 10th Avenue, whatever that space is like mm-hmm. on the thirties. Yeah. You have all shows there. Yeah. Um, and I had on some Tom Brown sweater and this hat that like literally looked like someone's grandma's hat. But I took a wool flower and put inside the hat, which made it. You were doing even, you were doing too much. Like it was really bad. Like it was really bad. We're going to find that. Um, it exists. It would have either been 2011 or 2012, February. There you go. Lawrence, do your Googles. As, as, find this shit for as sure. someone who's kind of lived in, through it all and seen it all, what was the best era in fashion for doing drugs and partying? Which, now you're sober. Yeah. But during your well, it was sniffing the one, days. It was the one that I was in, which was the 80s <laughs> yeah. to early to I, early 90s. I'm fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what brand back then would supply the best drugs at their parties? Wait, was wait, it wait. Calvin? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very leading question. <laughs> oh, I really can't, shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I was known to have been high when I was at Calvin, like from the night before, you know, I mean, you know, it happens. Yeah. Sometimes that's when you do your best work. Right. 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 And it certainly happened at Ralph. Um, (laughs) I went went to rehab in the middle of my time at Ralph. So again, I'm super grateful for that and grateful that I'm still sober. Is it hard to be in fashion and like going to all these events and everything, which is an industry that does is like 
very drug and alcohol and party heavy? Like, is it hard to remain sober in while participating in all that? Well, it's not for me now, but it probably was back then. And so I didn't do it. I just took you like, myself out of it. Really? So, you, you stopped going to the social events and the circuits and everything? Basically. Yeah. So you kind of had to, you had like no choice. I had no choice because I, so 95 to 2000 was, uh, was Ralph, but I, then I started working with John Bartlett in 97 mm -hmm. and, you know, w I mean, we obviously did things and I, I also did some things, but no, I, I took myself out of that. I went to my first event or I went to an event at Twilo, which used to be Sound Factory. And when it was Sound Factory, it was fantastic. <laughs> and it was, and I literally was there for an, like 20 minutes. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Eject. Yeah. Because I just, you know. Too much temptation, too much yeah, triggering. Right. It was very triggery. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know how kids do it. Like, cause there's a lot of young people that get sober and which is amazing. And, but that's the, I mean, Nat, like I said, now I could, it's not a problem. I don't care. Right. I just don't want to go, but um, <laughs> that's not true. Sometimes I want to go. I do you want to be invited. I, I want to get it. Yeah. And I get FOMO. I get a lot of FOMO every once in a while. I'm like, oh, I wish I would, got invited to that. And then I'm like, but I wouldn't have gone. So right. I don't right, know right. Why, sure. You know. But exactly, it's the invite that matters. Yeah. So if any brands are listening, kiss the ring, invite this man, but don't expect him to show up. But yeah. See, I'm the perfect person. You should always invite me because I'll not never <laughs> yeah. show up except for that one time when I do. And right. then you'll be so pissed. He's scrambling. <laughs> Get a plate. Right. <laughs> Fuck. He's here. <laughs> Get a kombucha. Yeah. Nick, we only ask big questions on this podcast that have to do with drugs and sobriety and everything. But as a man that once again has lived through it all, seen it all worn it all worked with all the goats we gotta know who are your top five brands slash designers of all time unranked unranked personally speaking you got ray, comb ray calcubo mm -hmm. yep sakai mm. all right we are in we're in the comb family still in the comb universe. Yeah, <laughs> Junior, um, just gonna name every comb guy. Gosha and woman. Well, no, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna but <laughs> Junior is part of comb. Okay, <laughs> so all right, I, that's that, fair. That's you know, I'm calling the comb universe. Um, fuck, this is gonna so get me in trouble. Um, I gotta go with Hiroki. Mm. Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, Mr. Nakamura. It's so, I mean, he is so oh, unbelievable. Um, that's who should take over Ralph Lauren. Um, oh, really? Into, well, wow. I mean, is that I a mean, hot take? Well, no, 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 no I'm just free. <laughs> Ralph is never going to die, so it doesn't matter. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> um, I was He's like the I'm, Queen of England. Is Ralph on this list? Wow. I'm surprised. I mean, That's a pregnant no, pause. No, no, Ralph has got to be on this list. Um, it's your list. He doesn't have Ralph, to. Ralph, Ralph is on the list. Absolutely. Um, I'm just feeling like. Are we counting Sakai as part of Comb as well as a little cheat? I think we, I think okay. we need to All right, do that. So we got, um, we got you, two you, slots. Do you own a lot of Viz? You know, I don't. I, well, I, I own some, but I have to say it's a figure thing. It's like, because when I, as I've gained weight, I've found that I have to, but you know. Fucking slim. Mm. Well, I'm still not there yet, but it's. I own pieces okay. for sure. Maybe I own footwear? some major pieces. Like footwear? Or, I still own some or like footwear, but I also- robes. Well, I, <laughs> I've got a robe. I've got um, a tailcoat, which I still, it's so good. Um, I still have one pair of FBTs. Mm. Um, 
the last FBTs in America. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like I've gotten rid of several of Right, them, right. You've I whittled it down and I, it's w- w- the final. But um, all right. So we're 60% of the way there, right? So Ralph is on the list? Uh, Ralph is on the list. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Ralph, Comb Universe, Hiroki. Two slots. Choose wisely, my friend. I know. Um, oh, I really hate this question. Um, <laughs> That's how you know it's good. <laughs> Yoji? Tom you know, Brown? I'm just going to throw some names out. No, I'm, I mean, you know, there's no question that both Tom and Yoji are masters. Icons. I mean, unbelievable. Um <sighs> yeah. Calvin maybe. Klein. You know, Calvin was such a moment, but unfortunately that moment passed it, but it was Nick Wooster. No, yeah, yourself. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> Would you ever be okay. so bold? No, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Um, if you had, we would have just ended the okay. podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we're done here. <laughs> Actually, I want to do these as groups because what I was going to say is that it's your show because in a way they're the same. They're not the same thing, but they are the same thing. <laughs> RTH. Okay. And capital. Interesting. Because of retail, they are two of the most astonishing retail driven things that I've ever seen. You have Cap- to experience the brand in person. The That's capital right. retail yeah. experience is, well, I've, I've never been to RTH, but the capital retail experience is second to none. Yeah. No. And so is RTH. Who's now he's, do they only have one store? Yeah, it's in, one, right? It, or is it, 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 it was, although we did have one in, to- in Tokyo for a minute. So he's relocated now from his original shop in LA to, uh, to Palm Springs. And I have not oh, been to that one yet. Fire. I went to the old store and it was, uh, it was beautiful. It was, yeah, I mean, it's, but they represent what to me, why they're the same and why, I mean, they're not the same, but why they are the same is because it's, it's, it's an experience right. Right? and it's, and it's something an immersive experience, retail driven. Yeah. But the product is also so intelligent and thought out mm-hmm. and, um, capital is like, that's how they get you. It's like, you get in there and you're just like, I, I need to bring a piece of this vibe home with me. Yeah. No matter what the price tag is, sure. which also is a lot lower than you expect in Japan. Yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, again, they have some crazy expensive things that you're like, really? But then <laughs> they do. And, and RTH the same, like it's not super expensive. And that's because there's, there's something that goes on like at the sort of the highest end that is really offensive to me, which is like offensive pricing. And mm-hmm. I yeah. don't want to call out names, but you know, there's <laughs> certain things that I, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that you 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 look Fuck at the him, price tag and you're like, really? Like how? Like yeah. why? <laughs> like wow? Yeah. Like, Does not compute. You know. So and again, I am all for beautiful clothes. Okay, here's going to be the last name. Last one. Okay. Last slot. Bated breath. Jill Sander. Wow. Mm. The because, queen. Well, and because like today, Uniqlo is fucking amazing yeah. like it's just she really was the original sort of like minimalist that they all yeah. wish they could be. every plus j drop like even now that this collaboration well it took a pause for a minute obviously but it's people line up still for every new drop for that stuff. do you like I what the it. myers are doing yes Jill very much and kind of bringing like a bit of a supreme sensibility to it very much i am going to do a, a runner-up okay please Love that top six yeah Mucha Prada. Oh, sure. Of course. Speaking of Queens. Because the thing, the thing about that, and (laughs) 
Sometimes I don't get tickets to the show, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, but big news if you're listening. But yeah. The thing, I think I'm getting one this time, but uh, probably, it's probably a mistake. <laughs> Standing. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll believe when I see it. But the, <laughs> but no, but the thing is like when you go to a market appointment there, if you, you know, have the opportunity to work for a store that buys it, it's a religious experience. Like that place is unbelievable. And even if you don't like the runway, they make some of the most beautiful classic clothes yep. on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, kind of in the Jill Sander, Ralph Lauren mode of just beautiful clothes. Like there's always some, and the taste and the quality is like beyond the lunch is beyond. Did you, do you like uh, the raft stuff for men's? <laughs> Okay. Next question. Okay. We heard you loud and clear. I'm some, okay. All right. That's I, a know, little surprising. It's like, I, I do. And I don't like, I don't, you're not spending your money on it, but, but you know what I do ha- still have quite a bit of, and I really loved it was the Ralph Calvin. Oh yeah. Very first season. Very those underrated. Cashmere, those right? cashmere sweaters were amazing. Yeah. It's a shame that that didn't work out. It, it was sick. It was really good. And it is and a shame. And you so close to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, true. <laughs> but yeah. Don't give but, the address away. <laughs> no, think, but the thing is like, I don't, um, I, I can't say that I connect so much, but there's nothing like a black Prada, right. you know, um, nylon bomber jacket. Sure. Like who doesn't want to have that? Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Are there any brands you would never work with or personally wear no matter how big? the bag might be whether it's for like political reasons or like it or if it would tarnish like the nick wooster brand yeah well <laughs> sh- sh- sure <laughs> like donald like Trump philip klein or something or well, oshkosh i mean i i think <laughs> throwing fitz merch i'll <laughs> never forget i was approached once not officially like there was never a, an offer but it was like more of a, a question like a feeler would you ever and i was like for a million dollars um <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Can you say? I probably shouldn't say. Like did they, I said, did they did they pony up a mill? No, 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 okay. no, no. And they didn't do it. And I, but I said like, it, <laughs> I, I really. It's okay. You don't. It. You shouldn't say because who knows? You might need a million dollars at some well, point. No, no, no. I would be knocking. happy to take a million dollars. And <laughs> and if they if this brand were to offer a million dollars, I would do it. Right. So do you do you um? Is it a sliding? Pay it's a scale? footwear brand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it a sliding pay scale? Of like if a brand is like fucking shitty or like doesn't match like your brand like you're going to charge higher well got to pay to charge higher i can assure you that they're going to offer higher right they know they already know right um and you know it's always a fine line like i it's always a fine line <laughs> can, can i ask a very gauche question <laughs> sure <laughs> as if none of these questions have been gauche up until this point what is the biggest singular bag you've gotten for a fit pick oh just a fit pick um, you don't have to show his hand. I mean, this is his yeah. livelihood. <laughs> Six figures, probably. I would imagine. But I had nothing north of seven figures. <laughs> a million yeah. dollar fit pick? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I there's never been a seven million. There, there's never been a seven figure. Let's there's never been a that six for twenty twenty two. Um, but five is you know. Okay, all right. There you go. I like that. Nick, I do want to ask a question that um, we get that we see get asked a lot. And, you know, we can give our own answers to the question when kids ask us. Um, but for like a kid that is just starting out and starting to develop their own sense of style. And now that they have the entire world available to them on their phone, what would you tell 
this kid that's like uh, questioning how they should start developing their own personal style. Yeah. How to even begin. So this is probably going to so be an old person answer. Um, well, because with us, it's like we we're like, yo, you have to like go and experience it and you gotta live your fucking years, life, man. Yeah. All the years of mistakes and, and wins that we've tallied up up to this point. That is what's like developed. Yeah. Our it's a, the fact that it's a journey, never a destination. Absolutely. But here's the thing. But you are on. But you did something, <laughs> you know, and I think that I, I, I should never generalize and I should never. um assume but it seems to me that there's a segment of young people who maybe aren't as interested in doing the sort of the footwork that it takes to get started or putting right. the foot in the door because you guys you know worked in PR and you worked with brands and you worked with you know people who came before you that had done this for a mm-hmm. while too. We, and we worshiped I, at the altars of greatness. Well, who's God? Yeah. But, <laughs> we, yeah we, we prayed to the who's God. May I never break a fit, dear Lord. <laughs> Our zaddy who art in heaven. <laughs> well, no, not in heaven. He's alive. Yeah. But the no. thing that was so scary about that was I was 50 fucking years old and I had been around the block, discarded, and then started up again. Like it was so crazy that, like, I mean, no one was more surprised than I was that. Because I really thought in my 40s when I couldn't get arrested. And, you know, that's part of the story of, you know, so my 30s and 20s and 30s, my career was on fire. And then it's like I couldn't get arrested in my 40s, which is usually when most people's career take off. Mm-hmm. I'm basically do everything wrong, um, <laughs> ask backwards. But the, um, you know, so no one was more surprised than me. But the thing was, I knew that I'd done so much before. So it wasn't like, I don't know. I mean, I guess in some way, it's not that I want to say I felt entitled, but I didn't, I felt like, okay, I can have a seat at the table, even if people were like, who the fuck is this person? And today I know that there are people that I've said, or that people have said like, who the fuck are these people? And, you know, I don't ever want to give any, I mean, like, God bless, like you, you know, if you, everyone should have a seat at the table, right? but I just think it's more interesting when there's something behind it, Mm -hmm. you know, like for sure. And so I tell people to start, you know, work in a store. And of course, nobody wants to do that. Right. And I, I know that it's such Speaking a- Speaking of entitlement, that's Gen Z, right? I don't want to work retail. Or well, they think and, they're above it. And or- here's the thing. I never, I mean, I don't want to work retail either. <laughs> but like in 2004, <laughs> after I've been fired from, I, I did this, I, I wrote this chapter for a, an anthology, a book. And, it, you know, it was, and it's going to come out sometime in like February or March. And that's where I mentioned you, Lawrence. But, Thank you. Um, but I was, but you know, I've had shit. I can't remember the number now. If it was 29 or 30, I, I, I had 29 jobs, wow. W2 jobs from 1976 to th- 2013. That's a lot. From the time I was 16 until. <laughs> yeah. All within fashion, would you say, or fashion media? All fashion to in advertising. Right. How many times do you think I got fired? 25. <laughs> well, no, nine. Nine. Okay. So a total of 37.5%. And trust me, I <laughs> would have been math. fired from, had I stuck around longer, yeah, I sure. would have been fired yeah, from yeah. Some more. of those you are like, saw the writing on the wall. You got right, out while right, getting was good. Right. You know, I was able to sort of like <laughs> so per- leverage. Is, is developing your personal sense of style, is it really just like you have to live it and you live a life? Live? Yes. Yes. And here's the thing. You have to be educated. I mean, I, okay. 
let's just say that, you know, if some people know that they have an athletic ability or an ability to play an instrument or, okay, I knew how to dress myself. Like Mm -hmm. that's the skill that I brought to the table. So I knew that I had, let's say an aptitude, but even I had to, so I'll never forget, like the very first buying appointment I ever went on was with Peter Rizzo at Barney's New York, 1987. It was a, so in, I was a suit buyer in those days and it was, uh, and the way you buy suits is you choose swatches. So GFT, the company that used to do Armani Collezione, they did Ungaro Valentino and some other sort of secondary suit lines, which is the floor that I bought. It wasn't the Armani floor. It was like four and five, um, which were sort of like $400 suits Mm -hmm. made in Italy. And it was a huge business for Barney's. Um, so Peter said, here are the swatches, pick what you like. And so then, Is he you like know, testing you. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I, so, it, you know, so you have an in and out pile. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I was finished and Peter didn't say a single word through okay. the whole thing. And of course I've like sweating bullets, like fuck. <laughs> trial by fire. As soon as I was done, Peter said, let me see your outs. Like he wanted to see what I didn't. Right. Choose. Sure. And that's how he taught me to sort of, cause he'd say like, why did you not choose that? Mm-hmm. And like, at first I was like, uh, and you know, and, and some of the times it was like, he wanted to, he, cause he wanted me to say, he wanted me to say like, it was ugly. And he would say, you're right. But many times, or probably more often at the very beginning, it was like, no, you missed this Hmm. and here's why. And then he would tell me why I missed what was better. And then, you know, I learned very quickly how to, and I think that like you have to work with someone to be able to sort of understand that. And I think that so editing that skill is probably outside of selling the two single most important skills that we possess in fashion. Like, you know, you got to narrow it down and then you got to sell it, you know, taste level is kind of like a muscle that needs to be worked out. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, well, self-education right. and also surrounding yes. yourself or, or being in the vicinity of people that can educate you as well. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, it's like, I think that, and I would say this about myself, yes, let's say I probably had an aptitude. I had decent taste. I was like, I came to the table with something decent. But the thing is, like, if you, if it isn't refined, yeah. then it's going to be all over the place. And yeah. I would definitely say that I was all over the place. So that's how you can appreciate someone like Jill Sander. Right. You know? Only when you learn, like, I'll never forget the first time I went to a fabric show you know, all I wanted to do was like, look at plaids and stripes and, Mm -hmm. you know, and things, but like solids (laughs) were the most important, like, and it's way harder and it's way less interesting to pick solids, but that's actually what I prefer now. Interesting. Do you have any style advice for uh, fellow short Kings who are listening out there? Cause I mean, we've talked about body type a lot and that's also one of the things that with developing your sense of personal styles, like know thy body. No, that's, that's the only rule you need to understand about any kind of style or looking good is like, and you have to be brutally honest with yourself. So that's why I'm so obviously drawn to Japan because, you know, it's kind of short and wide is Mm -hmm. like the proportion there. And which Which is is kind of counterintuitive, right? To some degree, right? Right. Well, and listen, there's, I mean, there's nothing chicer than a super, super, super thin, you know, Japanese person in something oversized, right, which is something I will never, you know, quite look the same, but like, it's just, it's amazing, but you have to. And so, you know, there are certain brands that I've just never been able to wear because it's like cut for someone taller. Mm. What are your must hit stores in Tokyo? 
because this is another question we get a lot and who better to ask than you? Well, okay, let's see. So it's, I'm thinking, I'm calculating by neighborhood. I mean, <laughs> obviously the single most important store is Dover Street Market mm-hmm. ends up because it's beyond. It's crazy. That's it's, the best DSM in the world? It is. It is. It's certainly the wackiest. Mm-hmm. Well, it and it's, you know, and it's connected, it's behind Uniqlo, which is also brilliant. There's two yeah. f- tunnels that you can get to from, but. Red yeah. pill, blue pill. <laughs> High low. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, um. Which way, Western man? <laughs> the other Okura, the Indigo store. Oh, and Daikonyama. Yeah. Which is like an old temple. Right. Right. I mean, it's like beyond. Um, it's Blue Blue Japan. Right. But the store is Okura. Got it. That's right. Fire. And then they also have other stuff too, like upstairs. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like Indigo Paul Harden. Like it's so It's good. Indigo heaven. It's Indigo heaven. <laughs> Walk and, out of there a little blue. Yeah. And even if you don't like blue, there's red. Too. <laughs> right. Um, there's a little red. Um, uh, well, the three capital stores. Well, there's actually four now because there's the one in the mall. Oh, United Arrows mm-hmm. um, and Beams. Fucking can't throw a rock in Tokyo without hitting a Beams or United Arrows. <laughs> you know, Which is you, great. You yeah. kind of can't. Um <laughs> Muji? Well, oh my God. Well, the, the coolest Muji I've ever been to is the one in Ginza. It's gigantic. They sell a house there, a prefab house. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's like a, It's like a small home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Went to Muji, bought a crib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what do you spend on clothes per month? <laughs> well, I know what it was pre-COVID. Oh. Did you... Did you buy more clothing pre-COVID or during COVID? Oh, pre. Really? For sure. You want to have places to wear the shit. Yeah. And I just, and also, you know, my income at that point was, it was unclear where where it was going to land. I mean, it's still not pre-COVID times for me, but it's not a problem. Um, I was spending 13,000 a year, a month for a a while. A month? For a while. So- Um, Oof. Which is crazy, too, because I would imagine that like a man of your stature, you get a lot of free stuff like your flow is, you know, I would imagine that that faucet is going. But the problem, you know, and but it's never exactly what you want. Right? I was gonna say, yeah. it's, that's and, the curse I, of flow. But, you know, but then I'm all tap water that feels a little off. Yeah. <laughs> but when I but Put when that I in a filter. Do get something that I'm like, holy fuck, I love that. You know, it's like and it, it's rare, but it happens. Yeah. yeah. That makes it even better. Sure. What what. I love is I'm happy to support the brands that, you know, send me something and I, I happily post them. The thing is, I also love to give a lot of it away to my nephews or to some mm-hmm. people who I think are going to be deserving or, or will <laughs> <laughs> throw us on that list. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Little Timmy Wait, doesn't want the fucking what shoe size are you guys? I'm a 10, nine. Oh yeah. What's, what are like the only other nine? Oh, damn it. I'm a nine two actually. <laughs> nine UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll exactly. stretch them shits out, dude. How much do you think you've spent on clothing in your entire life? Oh, I did this exercise once. I mean, believe me, it's, it's the real estate or the 401k that, you know, everybody else my age has. Um, <laughs> damn. So you I'll definitely, over, put, I'll just put it that way. over a million dollars in at least. Easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy, especially with inflation. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Thanks, Byron. <laughs> Nick, you're also known for being incredibly hot <laughs> and for being an international jet setter. So in what country do you get the most ass? 
well, the continent of Europe, but I do very well. <laughs> Damn, we're talking continents? I mean, I do very well. We're talking in- Urals. Urals, <laughs> The only continent he hasn't gotten laid in is Antarctica. Have you gotten laid in Antarctica? I've never been there, and I've never been to South America. Oh, okay. I could, I'm sure I could You've do You've been laid in there. Australia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. You could um, go to Antarctica and fuck a scientist, I'm sure. <laughs> I like a nerd. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He doesn't discriminate. <laughs> Absolutely. Where do you get recognized the most on the street? Asia. Asia. Yeah. Japan. Asia. Korea. China. China. Oh, really? Yeah. What's so crazy is they don't even officially have uh, Instagram. Instagram yeah, it's but, illegal. <laughs> right. But you're, you're big on Weibo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently I am. <laughs> no, big on TikTok? Yeah. I, you know. Okay. Well, this is funny. So I was at the, so one of the first things that I went to this fall was a dinner and this woman said to me you know you're big on tiktok right and i was like what <laughs> what's like, tiktok and then, and then and actually it's really funny i i should know who this guy is my nephew actually sent it to me and of course i thought like the first time somebody did a meme of me that they were fag bashing me but like <laughs> it's some guy who breaks down my outfit wow and like game tape <laughs> so but anyway so we're talking and i said something and i go oh so you must i said yes i have a tiktok i literally have like six followers because i couldn't get nick wooster mm. so i can't i didn't, didn't have nick wooster on on snapchat or Damn. um what you call it tiktok but um anyway i said oh so you must because she keeps pressing me and i said oh you must work at tiktok and she's no i work at instagram <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious um and I was like, thank you. Why do you think it's so big? Does China have a like big burgeoning fashion moment about to happen? Because like we see. Yeah, for sure. TikTok, yeah. Uh, Chinese street style is huge there. Yeah. So the money is it's right. It's called money. Yeah. Like, you so know, th- do you think that's why you're big there? Well, I, I, I think, listen, I, 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 I have, you know, totally made this up. No one's ever told me, but I really believe that the reason why. Asian people are interested in me is because I'm approachable in terms of the size. Like, oh, like interesting. The height. Eye to eye. Right. Yeah. Right. That would it's make sense. Very, yeah. So I, that's why I really, I mean, I, I think. Do they have know, a, do they have like a crazy like name for you? Like in, in Japan, are you like yes. badass grandpa or like, what is it like? Shoshu. I think fashion uncle is what they call me. <laughs> fashion. Yes. Fashion uncle. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, that's how I feel about you are a fashion uncle. That's you get, accurate. You get a lot of ass in Asia. Oh yeah, nice. And I I like that. Mm. Do you like dating dudes in the fashion industry, or is that like is that mm, kind of like you no. want to keep a church and state? Yeah, a little bit. Are dudes or fashion guys just like not? Are they too annoying? Are they too? You know them all. No discretion. Are they cloud chasing by trying to <laughs> get with you? I mean, I can't speak for them. Um, I listen. I've slept with my share of fashion dudes. That's for sure. Um, no, I just think it's like anything. I I, I think it's like I. I'm interested in something else. Like, yeah, I, sure. Know. They just right. want to talk clothes and you're like, can we just talk like, yeah. can you style or, me or whatever? Disco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you have a type? Yeah, I used to, I mean, a pulse. Okay. <laughs> a pulse on a hole, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> a warm hole. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's a very diplomatic answer. Um, Everyone can apply. It's very Catholic, small C. Like, you know, I, I, I'm all over the place. Like right. I, 
You're sampling. I, yeah, you're a renaissance I, man in more ways than one. Well, you're you're a forever bachelor. Can we or like you have no desire to settle down or uh uh-uh, none. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Never going to happen. Not. You're just Absolutely you just want a, a seat at you know life's buffet. Yeah. Exactly. George, George Clooney got married before Wooster. You're more of a DiCaprio type, just <laughs> terminally single. Yeah, I love being single. I mean, the last relationship ended in 2008 and it was not and like, oh, was that a long term thing or was, was that four years, okay. four tumultuous years? And you were like ready to fucking bust out. No pun intended. Yeah, it just was. Yeah. And I it's not know, for I you. It's not for me. You want to you, you're me. the kind of you want to live alone. You want your own space. Yeah. Do you and then. Well, you can't share closet space, right? You're oh, much- hell no. I mean, I look at those, you know, HGTV shows where they're like the closet. I'm like, oh, please. I mean, if you're not, if you're not turning <laughs> rooms boys. into closets exactly. and yeah. then also if I were ever going to be in a relationship, I'd have to have separate bedrooms, separate bathrooms, and then separate wings. A real 1950s arrangement. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but, separate wings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I got to have my own. This man knows how to live, dude. Yeah. You know, but a it. lot of couples could take this advice. Well, not speaking about that's okay. and, and here's the here's the bottom line. I can't afford that. So it's like mm, I'm not yeah. doing that. Why would I torture myself? Do you um we so we mentioned grinder, but in my opinion, our and, and in Lawrence, you know, this is what I've taught him is that Instagram is actually the best dating app. Are your DMs a war zone? Yes. <laughs> like how many how many dick pics do you think you've received in the hour and twelve minutes that we've been talking? Let's see. <laughs> we're, gonna do the, um, we're gonna do the math. I'm sure that there are a few. Um, a few, a few you're, you're, you're already sharing like very nice looking young men beefcakes to your Instagram stories, so we get a nice little kind of you know look into the mind of a very horny man. <laughs> but the DMs is a whole nother level. You must look like Fallujah. <laughs> yeah, fucking Baghdad, Ukrainian border, <laughs> Kazakhstan. I would say sixty percent of my DMs are right now are people that have that. You know, there's been dick pics involved. Sixty mm. percent. Yeah, those are, hall, good. those are Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's a veteran of the game. I mean, listen, I um, I'm very liberal with a dick pic. Um, yeah, I never met a dick pic I didn't like. It's refreshing, to be honest. Must uh, <laughs> have gotten like some ugly dick pics. Yeah, but I delete them. <laughs> but also, you're such a pro now. Where do you ever like dull? And you're such like a like an OG. Do you ever like give out advice? You're like, hey, you should really try like facing a little more west. <laughs> he's mentoring the youth mm, no one's ever asked for my help in that department but <laughs> I, I yeah and i i managed to you know i am a terrible photographer i managed to make the most attractive people look terrible so if, if so if you see me on the street and you ask me to take a picture of you which Don't. has happened really wait, wait, people like, are yeah, like take no they we, want you to take really, a picture of them exactly because they we, think you're yeah a like, photographer just a random person which i love okay i love it when that happens because i'm like but then I take the worst pictures of them. And it's not because I'm doing it to be a dick. It's because I literally am right. the worst photographer. Oh, we're just talking about like a world. tourist. They're stopping you. And I guess your immediate right. reaction is you think, oh, someone's going to recognize me. But they're just like, hey, we're here on the holidays. Can you take a picture of the family in front of the Rockefeller Christmas tree or something? Right. Right. Okay. How, how often do you get recognized in New York? You know, it used to happen a lot more. It, or, but this is the thing. I always think it's like New Yorkers would just they they don't they would never ask. Like, it's just not a thing. Right. That's definitely a New York mindset. You know, it's like, it's always, I mean, I think that's why, you know, it's just a lot of people like to live here because it's easy to be anonymous. Um, Everyone's too cool for school to be. And I used to always, I used to always say that it happens in retail stores. So Mm. like if I'm in Bergdorf's or if I'm in the salespeople are like, Hey, 
or to shop or with shoppers. Oh, like, wow. it's so usually, share the sensibility. Right. right. Those right. are your people. Yeah. Those, those mm-hmm. are my people. And I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Speaking of retail, you were a big swinging dick at a lot of the biggest retail um, behemoths in America. What was the biggest perk of like being a fucking boss at a company like JCPenney? It was the most incredible job, creative job I ever had. And you would think that because it's JCPenney, it wouldn't be, but it was because it was the ability to do anything. Like, right. And, the world is your oyster. Right. And so, you know, we took killer research trips, Oh, right. which was like beyond. And we had amazing budgets to be able yeah. to buy samples and to, and to hire people, Yeah, you know? And so that's, I mean, so that's the, the bigger they are, these companies that's what's so great. I mean, Aaron, you know, when he was at Abercrombie, I mean, if you have the good fortune to be right. in one of these jobs at some point in your life there for me, they, I could never do that forever. It was, and I always say that I was there exactly the right amount of time because I'm sure that had I been there longer, it would have turned, Sure, but it, it didn't, it was like the perfect amount of time because those kinds of things, it's a churn and burn. Like after a year where sales start to go down, the first people they're looking at is like, okay, we got to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Who's and this guy spending fucking taking trips to Kenya? <laughs> well, going on safari to get inspo. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't do anything quite like that, but I, you know, for me, I'm happy to go shopping. So it was just the shopping trips in Paris, Tokyo, yeah. Hong Kong, you know, London. Were your expenses crazy when you were at that job? Like what you, like your like expenses, this not, not like necessarily the company, the shopping trips, but you like crazy hotels or flying, you know, private well, jets. We did, we did fly private um, <laughs> and we did stay in super nice hotels. Um, but, you know, but if, if you think about the size of the business, it's all like relative. I was, I was overseeing $7.5 billion worth of merchandise. God. So you were a bargain, really. So, you know, <laughs> cheap date. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I mean, if you, you know, if, if you do a percentage, a straight percentage, it's like, it doesn't yeah. take a lot to be meaningful. Sure. And they did, they were cutting budgets when we were there. So it wasn't <laughs> like we had, you know, there's like, carte blanche oh. to do. Right. Trip oh, I got to fly first class. Yo, I want to go. <laughs> Not uh, I want to go see what's happening on the moon right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While you were working at these um, big retail uh, shops, like what was, was there one thing that always kind of frustrated you in that world that you'd hope to like change one day, but you kept running into? Yeah. Customers like customers, mm. customers, minds. Like, I think that that's probably every retailer on the planet goes through this. I'm sure Bruce at Bergdorf's does. You know, you're, it's always shocking what works and, you know, you're always happy when anything works because, you know, the minute you get something comes across the door, you got to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, it, it's always shocking that even at the best stores, a brand like Ralph, you know, Giorgio Armani, like Prada, wh- who they think their customers are is always way different than who they want them to be. Oh, right? sure. Or I'm sorry, who they are is right. different yeah. than who they want right. them to be or who they think they are. Fantasy versus reality. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, that's just how it is. So that that is the frustrating part is you, because you just wish people would get it quicker and faster and see So it's kind of bri- bridging that gap in the employer's minds of like, this is what you think it is, but this is actually what what, is, what the reality is. Well... I mean, that's, that's the fashion game is trying to figure out, you know, and when I said, you know, that the single most important skill in design is actually selling. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, it's true because first of all, you got to sell the idea to your boss and then up the chain, but you've also got to sell it out to like customers. And so, 
there's a lot of opportunities for that to go haywire. And it, obviously a lot of things do because anytime you walk into a store and you see a rack or a table of merchandise and you're like, <laughs> you know, you, you, the, the thing is like a lot of people had to sign off on that. Right. Yeah. A lot of people at a brand, a lot of people in a factory, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people had to be convinced to take the risk to bring this one item into the store. Right. And so, and then it's you know, dismissed in one second. And, <laughs> many and many times it's like, what the fuck were these people thinking? But also I always say like, there's a reason for every single thing you see. And even if you as a salesperson standing on the floor can't understand what that is or a customer like, I, what the fuck are these people thinking? A lot of people were thinking about it. Right. It just is, you know, it's, and then yes, sometimes you're like, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> where was that ever a good idea? Right. Um, well, you were on drugs back in the 90s. Yeah. That's what it was. Have you ever had... <laughs> Sometimes those are some of the best ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, for real. Um, that's the same to go for what you should say about podcasting as well. Um, <laughs> have you ever throughout the years like thought about what, and I'm sure you have, but like, do you have any um, interest in maybe having your own store at one point? Is that something that's crossed your mind? It has. It has a lot. And it, it and you has, know the tribulations, obviously, that come with that kind of well, business. I right? mean, I always say, I, you know, I am the, the smartest business person in the world. Because I've never done that. <laughs> sure. Um, we so, can't say otherwise. You've never lost money on retail. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I wish it was the business that I grew up in and that even I knew even 15, 12, 10 years ago. Unfortunately, it is not. And I, you know, I, you know, and so any retailer, you know, Ronnie, uh, you know, Adrian at, Dover Street Market. I mean, any retailer that's actually doing it, you know, mm -hmm. God bless Bergdorf's, God bless Sam at, you know, Nordstrom, Rupal at Saks. Like, I mean, God bless them all because it's so impossible to make money the way that we were taught to make mm -hmm. money. And this is the reason why magazines are don't exist anymore. And I'm afraid legacy retailers are, you know, the next to go. It's going to be hard. I mean, I, I, I think there will be legacy retailers as I think there will be publications, but it's going to be. Got to adapt. You got to learn. You got to learn and adapt. adapt right. That's like, yeah, exactly. Right. There and you, you know, and, and the problem is when and it's hard to fucking uh, steer a cruise ship. I was just going <laughs> to say, it's hard to turn a battleship yeah. and you know, cause they do come up and down the river like, <laughs> yeah. every Sunday morning. There's a carnival cruise line that comes, <laughs> you know, and sail week must be fire over here. Yeah. <laughs> A ship full of people looking for you to take their picture. <laughs> I'm probably, you know, <laughs> um, but, um, but anyway, the, uh, damn, I wish we had a video. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great, Nick just pantomime jerking off a, a dick. <laughs> I mean, I'm not afraid to walk around without clothes on in here, but anyway, the, um, the, the thing is, it's just, it's unfortunate because the, the problem is when you are huge, you got a lot of mouths to feed and there's a yeah. lot of, mm -hmm. you know, you can't just, there's a ton at stake change yeah. on a dime, right? There's a ton at stake. So it's like, and you know, unfortunately it is going to be a Darwinian mm -hmm. situation and it already is right. I mean, it, it is. And it has Look at Barney's shit. I, you know, it's such so, a bummer, but it, it is, it, it's, it's shocking. I mean, didn't business, I think business of fashion had a story about like who the replacements or what the next thing is going to be. And, I mean, God bless, but I, I, I don't think it's that clear. I mean, I think that we're still, 
you know, neither fish nor fowl at the moment. Like it hasn't fully, mer- you know, migrated yeah. to something We're in the else. middle of it still, yeah. And 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 I wish that I could figure it out because I would happily do that. Um, but it's, you know, it's going to be a tall order. I still think people want interesting things and want to experience them in real time in real life. But if you don't have a back end, um, you know, situation where you can seamlessly get people stuff, you're you're fucked. Yeah. You're dead in the water. Well, one of these legacy brands and retailers that has at least so far weathered the storm. Though they you know, had they've, some they've bumps. Had, they've had yeah. their rough days. Um, it's Ralph, right? And you worked at Ralph Lauren for five, six years? No, no, no. A year and a half. A year and a half. A year and yeah. a half. A year and a half. Oh, you were at Ralph for a year and a half. <laughs> but you did meet the man and he did fucking, you know, either praise you or 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 tear you, you down. Yeah. <laughs> what is the single best piece of advice the man himself ever gave you? Well, I, you know, he is, I don't know that he gave it to me, but he gave it to all of us. I mean, the guy lived his life as though it were a movie. Mm-hmm. Main and, character syndrome. <laughs> well, but, 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 but the thing course, about but that he earned is, it. He is the main character. Well, in all he, he did earn it, but he, but it, it's, it was such an amazing, it was like a masterclass in like a cinematic creation, literally. Yeah. Because, you know, he did, he created something beautiful and, you know, I mean, you can, say i mean you i'm sure you could say something snarky about it but at the at the same time it was incredible and it was Mm -hmm. incredible to be a part of it to Mm -hmm. be you know on set in you know behind the scenes and to just see it happen because i i mean if i could i mean i think anybody on the planet that could i mean if you could you'd be happy to live like that you know for sure like i mean he's a you literally said he's a billionaire you said that already like that's (laughs) but it you know but he if there's a type that should be like that he is the type because Mm -hmm. he has great taste absolutely that's and and yes and history like he really understands things it's not like a well he's a student like you're saying he he studied it he you know and and did his research you know and i don't even think i'm as curious as i should be but like i know that i compared to most and probably am but i think that that's probably the other thing that astonishes me about young people that are not curious like i get it that it's all easy to flip and right swipe and um and that's and it's an amazing tool and i mean i saved my ass so many times to be able to figure things out but like i still want to look at things and i yeah. still want to find out more the curiosity the hunger that's that's a foundational thing that people need to survive at least in this game i mean anybody who's interesting is curious mm-hmm. right absolutely well here's a question that curious minds inquiring minds <laughs> hankering for and we're almost done here but i had to sneak this in nick all aspiring zaddies need to know what's the skincare routine because you look fucking yeah great. fucking glowing you're the white pharrell <laughs> i wish what is um, the skincare routine yeah. my friend Dr. Barbara Sturm. Um, but I, I, you know, that, that is one thing I have been sent so much great product. I mean, Natura Bisset, uh, Revive, Revive. What is Dr. Barbara Sturm? Is that like a fire, like dermatologist? Well, she's a doctor. She's not a dermatologist. I, okay. I'm not sure what kind of doctor she is. She invented the vampire facial. Okay. Which is like where they do, you know, bloodletting and, you know, there's like a transfusion, uh, not a transfusion, but there's like <laughs> blood involved. There's some blood Illuminati shit. There's, there's, an IV, yeah. there's an IV. Get and that some, adrenochrome going. <laughs> you know, I have never had one. I really would like but one. But that's her shit. But she, and she makes really insane product. Um, mm. 
you know, so and I'm pretty. So it's a product game. There's not like, I don't know. Well, like, not drinking. Sure yeah, right. Immense sobriety for That's sure. That's why we look like shit, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm shit faced right now. <laughs> I like it. I mean, no. So, right. So I don't drink. I'm eating You stopped better. smoking too, right? I stopped smoking six years ago. Six. It'll be six and a half. Damn. You don't smoke like in street style just to like look extra cool? I don't. And that's the thing that's so crazy is that I don't smoke. Like I love smoking and Mm -hmm. I was a dedicated smoker. I mean, the reason why I stopped smoking was so I could get a facelift, which I did. And and they told you like you have have to to stop smoking. So, and I stopped smoking a year because I thought I was going to do it. And then I I ended up being another year. And so I'd gone a year. So then I was like, well, because I really thought, okay, after two weeks, because yeah. they say after two weeks you can smoke again, but I was like, I've already come Fuck this far. It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and I have not had another cigarette since September second, nineteen uh, nineteen twenty fifteen. <laughs> what are your indulgences these days? Is it like is it comfort food? Food, yeah, like and shopping, and shopping, shopping, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, 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 right, um, hell yeah. So also skincare routine, get a facelift. That's part of it, right? Well, and I, you know, and I take testosterone. I see a, an age management doctor and, oh, take, shit. you know. You take care of yourself. I take, you know, uh, peptides and HGH and testosterone and all through, with a doctor, but, mm-hmm. you know, and that like costs a, money. Like a baseball player. <laughs> I juiced up. I think, well, because, you know, so somebody was asking me, like, so I'll, I'll be 62. And I was thinking, like, who are the other 62-year-olds out there? That Tom, good as Tom Cruise Tom, and and um, Tom Ford. And Tom Ford. He's yeah. a year younger than me. Wow. Tom Cruise is a year or two younger than me. And Brad Pitt is a year or two younger than me. Now, I don't, I'm not saying I look, but let's just say I <laughs> better than you look better than Tom Cruise. Yeah, we could we could put you above that fucking well short king. <laughs> but you're you taller know, than the him. point. But the point is, is that, you know, it I don't think anybody in that list of people and I'm sure there are. Um, you know, I mean, it, how old's George Cortina? He's also he's bu- like three years younger than me. Okay, and yes, because he, he also looks great. He right, but so it is. It's like the trifecta. I mean, it's not. It's not a secret. It's like yeah. you got to die. It's diet and exercise mm-hmm. are the sleep. are it, and then and sleep is like another one lately that I've been really like. It, it's like some nights I sleep really well, and some nights I really don't. But hmm. it's important. I could have bed early though. How early are we talking? Well, during COVID, like eight, <laughs> seven thirty, <laughs> eight. Up. Well, it depends. Uh, anywhere from three to five. Three? I know. I will go work out the other day. I I don't wake. I don't go to the gym until usually eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock every day. But okay. like, I I love the morning. Okay, Just you like are a morning person. Okay, yeah. That's some. Text, that's a me time. Text the Japanese and homies. My, yeah. <laughs> you know, check it on the Chinese fans. Get on Shanghai Grinders. <laughs> <laughs> My social, my media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nicholson, you are working on a writing project right now that you briefly mentioned where I believe the premise of the chapter is you credit three guys in, you know, who had an instrumental part in creating the Nick Wooster legend. Is it true that this fucking <laughs> goofball sitting next to me is one of them? Oh, this is my favorite portion of the show right now. Okay. So actually the, <laughs> premise, of, the, the premise of the chapter is not that. Oh, it's like, that's what you texted me. That was you. T- you said it was. Uh, what's well, the, we we changed the, it. What's the, what's the premise? Okay, it's like uncommon results for entrepreneurs. So okay. it's like this book is like entre- entrepreneurs, like real entrepreneurs, like Gary Vee. <laughs> right. I mean, he's not in that, but yes. thank God. But it is. It's people like that. <laughs> Got it. But like I and I call myself an a reluctant 
entrepreneur okay. because I did not want to. Rupert Patel is the person responsible for forcing me to stop looking for jobs and to sort of like do your own thing, work for lead, yourself, lead this lifestyle. And you know, she was a thousand percent right, but I didn't do it willingly. You had it was to be like, forced, and I was yeah. pissed. Um, <laughs> so you look so angry, smoking. You're like, I got to pay for my own health insurance now. This sucks. <laughs> well, no, it's just, I was a pussy and I also I'm insecure and I didn't really think that like, you what could someone there, yeah. like me do? And I've been shocked, but you know, but it's because I have an audience and that was, I, I, you know, I credit Tommy, Scott, and Lawrence oh, as Scott being, Schumann, Tommy Town, and me. Wow, that's because, a well, rare company. Here's what, here's what happened in January of 2010 when I was offered a job to be the men's fashion director at New Yorkers and Bergdorf Goodman. I was living in LA and I got on a plane and I landed in Milan on a Friday night, had dinner with the Xenia people, and then on Saturday morning, you know, went to my first round of shows. And I'm convinced that because of the dress code at Neiman Marcus. Right. Like I was in, mm -hmm. you know, I, I looked nice and because I was fresh meat and because <laughs> like street style had been around for a couple of years, like I was like a fresh face fresh that face. just exactly the stars were in alignment yeah. that tumbler log yep. like moment happened. And so um, Scott posted a picture of me after the Gucci show, Is that which the was first like piece of street style featuring you. Yes. Okay. Wow. And so it was started like with the, the fucking, Tuesday. Yeah, came out the well, well, he was like the only one doing it. We're not well, the one of the no, first. So Tommy actually posted a picture of me on GQ.com mm -hmm. the day before, but Scott did it the day after. Right. So it was like Monday, Tuesday of that one, like, two punch. Yeah. And, not the I, and I was like, okay. And <laughs> then I, I thought it was, well, I found that article that you wrote and I thought it was like in February or March, but it was actually in June. Okay. But the, the thing Wait. that happened- <laughs> Well, no, but, no, but the thing that happened is, and I, I remember the moment it happened and I got in trouble with Nima Marcus because so in Paris in June of 2010, it was hot as fuck. And I wore, and I, I took a chance and I got in trouble for it because I was violating the dress code, mm -hmm. Bad but boy. I wore a Fred Perry, um, polo shirt and people, and I had like these pink junior pants mm -hmm. and FBTs. And people were like, oh, my God, Wooster's tatted up. And I swear that that's like what happened. That was like, like the tipping point. And so, you know, I just it was and because of that mustache and because, you know, you I had a look, you had a, such a I, unique badass look. I think this is embarrassing. The title of the blog post is the anatomy of a badass. Which you don't think please that, do not go back and Google because my writing yeah. does not hold up. But the sentiment is well, timeless <laughs> i mean i am eternally grateful to well, you for that because i was so blown eternally away grateful for you bro. that i was like you know like what like but because i was just me like i was just like fuck i've got you're literally a on way. a business trip you're like literally just do, you're yeah. doing your job <laughs> i was doing my job and i was trying to find a way to not be hot <laughs> and to not get in trouble for violating the dress code um, you know, that I got written up in HR. <laughs> got a demerit. Um, wow. I, well, I, and I actually, I got written up even worse. So like a month later that July, the Neiman's people were in town and I took, from Dallas, from Dallas. And because I didn't have the kind of money then, um, I mean, they paid me decently at BG, but it wasn't like I took a J crew suit and literally got, as I was getting dressed, hacked off the pants and, into shorts. So they were just like, and it was a, a gray pinstripe suit and showed up at a, a Montclair appointment with the GMM of Neiman's. And, 
you know, the next day I got a call from my boss and it was like, it was a, an official like they were warning. Like appalled. But it was a warning that, you know, like, and I had a, a French cuff shirt and a tie right. and, you know. But how, hacked off trousers. How, shorts. <laughs> how stupid did that, did your boss feel being like, skull, like slap you on the wrist for like, dr- not for like not dressing correctly. So it just seems very right. while you're out here elevating, because as you elevate yourself through like these platforms, like it also people are like, what's this guy's name? What does he do for a living? It's ultimately free press. But also, if you want to talk about a fucking, Marcus, uh, 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 incredibly outdated. Yes. You know, and short sighted. It's a dress code at, yeah. you know, and you're a grown ass man. It's like what it's <laughs> that's bizarre. But well, so but here's the thing. And I, you know, I could argue both sides like I understand their point of view. But I will say that's precisely why they're going to go the way of the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like it's that because it's that kind of thinking now. That mentality. They've since replaced those people that are no longer there. And I think they like have, they're paying someone whose job is to monitor the dress of the employees. They pay people to monitor social media. Mm-hmm. They're they, they, they're monitoring Twitter. Well, Facebook, Tumblr. I got, you know, like. They have people doing that. Were you always it's, getting in trouble? Like yes, that? yes, <laughs> yes. Wait, and so did you secretly? Um, yes, <laughs> not like getting street styled because you're like, yo, come on, like I'm trying to fucking show off the tats, but I don't want Neiman Marcus. You're like, come on, you're gonna get me in trouble. No, it's a self sabotage thing. Like you know <laughs> yeah. what I, you know what I say is like I am so grateful to that, you know, to those people at Neiman Marcus and that heinous queen that was my boss. Um, <laughs> but get his ass. you know. But they gave me, and I only had to do it for a year and a half. Yeah. Right. Like, that's the thing. I only had to do it for a very short amount of time. Well, thanks to this guy next to me, um, <laughs> you know, and others, obviously. Uh, your oh, star- say public, you're welcome. I'll just say yeah. that publicly. <laughs> well, you, you, your star rose and has led us to this point here. And I think that, you know, it's yeah. fair to say that as your star rose, you definitely- Got some more bussy because of it. And so I do think that maybe oh Lawrence, like, I don't know, like six percent of like the, the <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want six percent of that dick. <laughs> lifetime supply. Which brings us to yes. meats and cheeks. The best portion of the podcast. Best portion of the yeah. podcast. For again, for the short kings out there, what are some like dating tips you've gleaned over the years? Get a haircut. Ooh, <laughs> true. Right. How often do you get your haircut? How often? Every two weeks. Really? I just went like today. clockwork. This week it was three because I know, knew that the trip was going to be two weeks and mm. I didn't want to have to deal with it in the middle. So For I sure. went a third week, but it's like clockwork. Get a haircut. That's all you need. Go to the gym. Like mm. do, take care of yourself. Do do some push-ups. Like yeah. um Yeah. That's about <laughs> it. It's simple. And read yeah, a book. Really, read, read a, a book. book. Wow. So read a got, book. Like, something to talk about besides, yeah. you know, the weather and like. Get a haircut, hit the gym and read a fucking book. <laughs> you fucking heathens. Here's something we want to talk about. Um, how much money do you make? <laughs> <laughs> We've covered the sex. Now it's time. We can't yeah. cover drugs. Well, we did cover the drugs. Now we're on to money. Yeah. Um, All the good shit. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I what, mean, do you do better now than you ever did in any of these corporate structures or was JC Penny like JC Penny? Was yeah, fucking, that was, that was killer. I did make more money um, after that, mm. but I have not maintained that number. Well, that's, that's the, that's one of the things about being an entrepreneur. It's, it ebbs and it flows, right? right. We, I mean, we experience this month to month. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I know the answer to the next question, but the uh, question is, what do you like to spend your money on? Um, well, <laughs> well, I love a hooker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. 
Sex workers. Um, <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, we support sex workers on this. Yeah. We're so pro sex worker on this podcast. Yeah. You know, the thing is like, I, I'm trying to think about saving some money, but I would, you know, the thing that I've never done is I've never owned any piece of property. And that would be like the next get Would it be in me. the city? Would it be like upstate? Yeah. Would it be Palm Springs? A little country like, home? You know, for so when COVID first hit, a friend of mine who used to work at Ralph Lauren and left um, is now a super successful real estate person up in Sharon, up in that northwest corner of Connecticut, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, okay. you know, the border of of New York, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm too afraid of bears, literally. <laughs> um, I'm too afraid of wildlife. Like I, you know. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, what kind of bears are we talking about? Maybe not fire. What do do you consider yourself? What's your, are you a bear? No. Mm, I mean, uh, you're Nick Wooster. I I don't want to say, but you know, there, (laughs) I, 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 I'm not an otter. I I think there's like a silver thing going on. Oh, a silverback gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. Um, All right. Sorry for the aside. So you're, so you're looking at you. So you're looking at property or you're staying with a friend? No, but I mean, that's the thing that would be the next Thing. Like, what do you want to spend your money on? But you don't want to, to the, call your own. But you don't yeah. want to be in the countryside. No, beach I'm a house. city person. Beach or city? Beach or city? Do you eat out a lot? Oh, you know, do you cook? I do and I well. So I've started to fix things here, but I wouldn't say that I cook. More like assembly. a lo- like a lunch. A Make something for lunch. I'm a heater <laughs> and a and an assembler. Yeah. Right. You're uh, throw things in a bowl. Yeah. I, I'm good at roasting Brussels sprouts. Wow. Ooh. My man's got it. What's your secret? Cumin, paprika. Just heat, lots of salt and pepper, sure. olive oil, you know. It's just, easy. It's just the right amount of time, yeah. too. Well, Nick, we know that it's almost time for you to eat your Brussels. It's almost bedtime for you. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're going to wrap up the only podcast that matters. But before we do, you're obviously just fucking killing it. You're a certified legend. Thank you for allowing us into your beautiful home. Mm-hmm. That being said, we would love to offer up some constructive criticism from us to you. Take it or leave it. <laughs> um, how does just take it? I'll go first. So I have a dog shit memory, but I do remember I one specific thing from our <laughs> days at BPMW when like Lawrence was like when you were start first started popping on Tumblr and everything. Um, and we first met at a penguin event at the Jane Hotel. <laughs> wow. Um, That's original penguin to you, sir. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Lawrence once said to me, oh, my God, we were like, how old are we? Like 23. I don't know. No, older than that, which 24? is even sadder. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence was like, yo, I'm I don't remember about- this, by the way. I do He's not like, remember yo, this. I want to get. A Nick Wooster sleeve that like goes down to my watch. <laughs> the gayest thing I've ever said, apparently. <laughs> so what I would my piece of constructive criticism to you would be uh <laughs> give your tattoo sleeve pattern to Lawrence. Let him just live out his dream of I don't think I was, sleeve. I don't think I was saying like I want exactly what Nick has. I think I was just an appreciator of what you was said happening. I want a sleeve. I don't like remember and Wooster. I don't remember this again, but <laughs> Yikes! So am I supposed to apologize? No, no, no. no this you can is, get like a Nick Wooster like portrait, like on your form or something. I, maybe I will. Maybe or incorporated into the sleeve, <laughs> or it's a whole Wooster theme so sleeve. It's, it's the it's one of it's one full arm, right, from shoulder down to wrist. Both, both. He has both two full sleeves, sleeves yeah. and then one leg sleeve. No. So the idea was meant to be sleeves and socks. Okay. Because they call this like from your ankle right. to your kneecap, a sock. Okay. And the idea was I was only going to do sleeves and socks. It is very in, painful. To do it this is chin. so yeah, the shin, exponentially. Right? Well, not even. No. So yes, the most heinous thing, but like it, 
equally hurts on the other side, like in your thick the meat. Like yeah. it just, it all hurts. So I never finished socks. I've gotten two new ones. Here. Oh, really? Yeah. How recently? In the past. So 29, the Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's of 2019 into 2020. So pre-COVID. Oh, so they're big. And then there's a snake that kind of goes like up to here. Well, um, up to Prince Albert. Sexual. Well, no, no longer. Right. Formerly. Yeah. The, the, uh, that Prince Albert the abdicated whole, his throne. <laughs> Prince Albert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's my piece of criticism. Um, or, you know, take his. Uh, his I actually. That, that's interesting because we were talking about your tattoos and, and if we wanted to bring it up. And I oh, was and like, I have I've, one here. Really? Oh, that's new, too. So it was. The, so this is my sobriety date. This backwards. is uh, on your. Oh, on my. Like on your throat. You can barely see it yeah, because okay. it's like super thin. Right. So this Korean guy who I saw in a store who knew who I was. And the thing that's so brilliant is Mr. K. Oh, yeah. The Shout thing out Mr. that's K. brilliant about him is that he's got like more followers than I do. Like, it's like. Yeah, he's a big deal. He's, he's a like a celebrity deal. tattooer. Yeah. And I didn't know Tattoo that. Artist. And also that the place was so bang, bang was so <laughs> nice. Like yeah. it was. John Boy used to tattoo out of there. They bang, bang always has like the fucking the real the real shit for sure. So he put a beautiful, very fine tattoo on this thigh. And then the idea was going to be the numbers were going to go under it. And then he said, no, I want to put it somewhere else. So we Did kind of hurt? landed on, no, this was like the it's least like on your painful. Like, uh, like this, what is this? Like your collarbone? What is this? No, it's not even, like it's your clavicle. Like literally yeah. on your throat. my neck, like throat. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oof. like Skepta. It's, yeah. I want to have one on my hand. That's Ooh. Like what I so, you, do so, the, so when we were talking about this, I was like, I feel like he hasn't gotten a tattoo in a while. Obviously I was wrong and you're going to get more is what you're saying. Well, here's the thing. This is to all you listeners out there. Like do it <laughs> while you're young. Million. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Because your body has more collagen and more sort mm. of elasticity, like the older and dried up you get, like it's more painful. <laughs> sure. and so it's just so do it while you're young. OK, um, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> could, well, Lawrence, could Lawrence do it at 34? I mean, we got our ears pierced. We both got our ears pierced late. You know, I don't know if I'm a tattoo. Guy. I was 30. James has a bunch of tattoos. No, I was 33 See? when I got my first tattoo. It's never too late. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I think I was 31. Oh, so there you go. Never too late. Late bloomers. A podcast you're, for late bloomers by right, late bloomers. Right in the sweet right spot. Right in the sweet spot. Okay, that's good to know. I'm trying to um my piece of constructive criticism is uh less of a uh, a gripe or whatever what yours was. How <laughs> about wasn't a gripe? <laughs> a gripe for me, I guess. Or? Mine was I wanted to to um to complete the circle oh, that okay, you know right, started right. back in twenty ten. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Um <laughs> Nick has the loop. Nick, obviously you are a very famous face worldwide. Have you thought about maybe potentially modeling merchandise and or collaborations that a podcast might put out? I don't know. Something to consider. <laughs> and obviously, you know, doing it for the love of the game. I, well, you know, as the most. $3.99. So <laughs> I would. Yeah. Um, no, the thing is. Because you like, model your own collapse. I, well, share the I, love. you know, I do. And. <laughs> I, you know, which is like, it used to really like when I did my first Lardini collab, I'm like, I'm not going to be in the pictures. Is that the um, first collab to Lardini? I remember it that. wasn't United Arrows. Was oh, the first okay. one. damn. Um, came out the gate hot yeah. with the fucking bangers. I, yeah. I don't know how all that happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and I, oh, Lardini, I wish I could do that again. It's just, it's like, it seems like the time, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like it just seems for like, sure. um, because it, and I, in looking back, I can say like, wow, I really made some nice things. I didn't keep half of it, which is unfortunate because I didn't have the space, but I, you we know, have to I, call up your nephews. It was such a, <laughs> it, was, it was such a great experience. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I have resigned myself to the fact that I get my picture taken yeah. for a living. And so what the people want from you, they want to see you. as long as I look good in it. I'm happy to Yo, honestly, chill we, for it. We feel the same way, not yeah. to make this about us, but I mean, the whole podcast really is. Uh, we're we know we're not professional models, but like we're comfortable in front of the camera, but we just have to get final cut. That's yeah. all right. Right. You right. Know? right. No, exactly. And really, and then, well, you break know, out there's, that, there's break a out. lesson. There's a lesson in self-love there to some, you know, I really <laughs> think there is know thy body. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I know mean, your good side. Know what you hate about your body. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those pictures were great. The ALD pictures. Like, oh, thank you so you much. Know, yeah. like, well, when we have some stuff coming out. Yeah, we'll send it your way. But, listen, we could put you in some me- some five inch inseam mesh shorts and we can show off those new fucking thigh tights. Because well, we will all and we, about a short short. There you go. We won't get you written up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, throwing fits uh, HR yeah, will not be breathing down your neck. Nick, thank you for coming on to You're the, the fucking best man. That matters. Where can the kids follow you yeah. on all social media? And is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, go crazy. At Nick Wooster on Instagram. I'm not. A, I'm the Nick Wooster on What's it called? TikTok. Um, mm, but let's give this man some TikTok. I've followers. never, I've never made one. No Twitter, right? Or is that Nick Wooster? Oh, okay, great. Are you an active tweeter? No, just, I just, just I just IG. retweet things that like yeah. have my names attached to them. <laughs> I love that. And you should see who I follow. It's really, it's all porn. It's oh all porn. hell yeah, porn? It's porn and politics. Well, hell yeah, that's that's, that's what America. That's what that, America was built. I would on. say that's what right. makes the world go around. Exactly. We're Nick. pushing P. Shout out Gunna. Porn and politics. Thank you for coming on the only podcast. Yeah, you're a fucking legend, man. I don't know what the house song is that we're playing, but Chef, I'm going to need you to slap that out your music right now. 